Hello and welcome to Inspiration Calling, the podcast where creativity meets craft and authors find their inspiration. I am your host, Abigail Horn, and this season we're embarking on an exciting journey into the captivating world of children's chapter books. Over the course of this series, we'll be delving deep into the heart of storytelling for young minds, exploring the ins and outs of crafting chapter books that not only entertain, but inspire our young readers. So if you've ever found yourself daydreaming about whimsical worlds, unforgettable characters, and tales that ignite the imagination, then you are in the right place. Get ready for a season packed with invaluable insights, practical tips, and above all else, endless inspiration. Welcome back. Today is going to be one of my favorite podcasts to record for you because I'm going to be spotlighting some incredibly talented children's authors who, just like you as an aspiring writer, started their writing journey with a spark of inspiration and most probably a bucket full of self-doubt and nerves. Every beloved children's author started as an aspiring writer often facing doubts and uncertainties at the beginning of their journey. So maybe where you are right now. But what set them apart was their willingness to begin, to stumble, to learn, but to persist. They didn't start great. They started with passion and curiosity. I want you to imagine the road to becoming a great children's author. I want you to actually visualise a road. And as you walk down it, you will see that it is absolutely paved with drafts, rejections, and a series of first attempts. Because to become a successful children's author, you need to embrace the process, all of it. You need to nurture your creativity and allow yourself that very important room for growth. Greatness isn't an innate quality. It's cultivated through dedication, resilience, and a love of storytelling. And I promise you that behind every cherished book lies a history of trial and error, revisions, moments of uncertainty, and probably a few tears of frustration too. Yet, with each attempt was a stepping stone, a lesson learned, and a chapter in their own story of growth as a writer. Every word written, every character created, every plot imagined contributed to the evolution of our favourite authors. No one, no one starts at the peak of greatness, but the authors that we all know and love simply persisted through their challenges. So who are some of these authors that have influenced children's literature over the decades? Let's start with Dr. Seuss. Renowned for his whimsical rhymes, imaginative characters and engaging storytelling in books like Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham and Oh the Places You Will Go, just to name a few that I can think of off the top of my head. Dr. Seuss wrote and illustrated over 60 books, received numerous accolades, including what was, I think, two Academy Awards, two Emmys, a Pulitzer Prize in special citation, and a Peabody Award for his contributions to children's literature. I mean, this is a pretty cool guy. His books have continued to be instrumental in promoting early literacy and a love of reading among children. His work will continue to be cherished by readers of all ages worldwide. And Dr. Seuss passed away 
in 1991. But that legacy still lives on through the timeless stories that he wrote, and they continue to inspire and entertain generations of readers. Now that, my friends, is what I would call a legacy. And just a fascinating fact, just so you know, he wasn't actually a doctor. His pen name came from his mother's maiden name, which was Seuss. And the fact his dad always wanted him to pursue a doctorate, but he never did. Instead, he just gave himself a pen name that is really cool and that has lived on through the generations. Children will always be drawn to Dr. Seuss's stories for various reasons, all of which contributes to this enduring love and popularity of his works. Dr. Seuss's books are renowned for their rhymes and rhythmic text and the catchy and playful language that he uses. It just captivates readers and his books are so enjoyable, especially when you're reading them aloud and they're so easy for kids to remember. His stories also often feature nonsensical elements, playful made-up words and these humorous situations. And this blend of silliness and creativity just really entertains children. Kids love to laugh and have fun and they especially love nonsense. His distinctive illustrations are instantly recognisable and are filled with quirky characters and imaginative visuals that really are just completely memorable. I'm sure we can all bring an image into our minds right now of Cat in the Hat without sort of having to go looking for a reminder. But most importantly, through his imaginative storytelling, Dr. Seuss imparts valuable life lessons. And he does so without being patronising to these younger readers. His books often convey themes about kindness and tolerance and about embracing individuality. But he does this in this really light-hearted and memorable way. So let's take a look at another beloved author, Enid Blyton. Enid Blyton wrote over 600 books and countless short stories too. And she has captivated generations of readers. Her works include books like The Famous Five, The Secret Seven, the Mallory Towers series, The Faraway Tree. I'm sure you can all remember reading one or all of those books. Blyton's works were more than influential in shaping the landscape of children's literature. She is credited with making reading more accessible and enjoyable for young readers and for just fostering a love of books amongst countless children. I am most definitely one of those children. My favourite book was actually The Naughtiest Girl in the School series. I've spent endless hours with my mum reading those books. Enid Blyton's books have been translated into numerous languages and adapted into television series and films as well. Her influence on children's literature and her ability to create captivating stories has left this permanent sort of sharpie mark on the genre for sure. And with all of that said... Her works have faced criticism for both language and stereotypes and the portrayal of certain characters. But even despite this, her books still remain favourites for many, many readers. But why are they so popular? Why are these books so popular with children? Blyton was known for her fast-paced and engaging plots. Her stories are filled with twists and mysteries to solve and cliffhangers that just keep children eagerly turning the pages and eager to know what happens next. She also transports readers into very imaginative worlds filled with enchanted forests and secret islands and boarding schools and magical creatures. 
And her vivid descriptions make you want to go to all of those places and see all of those things. I mean, who dreams of going to boarding school? Apparently me, I did. I was desperate for a midnight feast in one of those dorms. But what she did remarkably well was create characters that children can relate to, protagonists who are curious and brave and who are often children themselves. And this relatability allows children to feel a personal connection to these stories. And that is why she is still so loved today. I think we have time to spotlight one more author. Who do you think I'm going to choose? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm like a broken record talking about all of his books all of the time, but I have to give this moment to my hero, Roald Dahl. If I could ever aspire for anything, it would be to have his talent as a writer. To me, he's absolutely unparalleled. Dahl continues to be one of the most prolific authors the world has ever known. He wrote numerous children's books, including Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, the BFG, the Witches. There are so many others. And actually, I want to take a moment here to mention Danny, the Champion of the World, because this is a book that every parent should read without fail. It is doll showcasing more talent than I can possibly find words for. So please, if you've never read it, just go and read it after this podcast. He was one of the pioneers in children's literature who introduced darker themes and challenged conventional ideas about what children's storytelling should be. His books often address themes of resilience, kindness, and also one of my personal favorites, Standing Up to Authority, which I absolutely loved, especially when the Trunchbull got her comeuppance. Many of Dahl's books have been adapted into successful films, stage plays, musicals, and these adaptations have introduced his stories to lots of, of new generations and, and new audiences. He received several literary awards for his contribution to children's literature, including the very prestigious award, which is the British Children's Book Award. But can I tell you why I love him most? I love that he created his own language. He just made up words that we all seem to know and love. And I want to, I want to do that as a writer. I want to be that writer who just makes up a load of words in the hopes that they become a part of children's vocabulary. I mean, that would just be everything. But there are so many more reasons why he is one of like the most cherished authors of all time. His stories are just filled with these unexpected twists and exciting adventures and humour that just keeps readers laughing and engaged. And he does this whilst transporting readers into these incredible magical worlds with quirky characters and extraordinary settings, just like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I mean, what kids didn't dream of getting their own golden ticket to that chocolate factory? But I think the key thing here is that Doll's protagonists were often children themselves who were facing adversity, but demonstrated the most incredible resilience, wit, and courage in overcoming their challenges. Children who take charge of their own destinies by solving their own problems and overcoming obstacles without much adult intervention. 
this sense of independence and imagination resonates with so many young readers and it empowers them to face their own obstacles. My mum has always said that I was one of the most fiercely independent children. And you know what? I think Roald Dahl gave me that. Becoming a great author like Roald Dahl or Enid Blyton or Dr. Seuss involves a combination of dedication, creativity, and honing your craft over time. But I want to give you some steps that you can take if you are striving for greatness yourself. I want you to read widely. Great authors are often avid readers themselves, reading a diverse range of genres and styles because this exposes us as authors to all of these sort of different storytelling techniques that we can use and writing styles that we can adapt and perspectives that we may want to take on. And I want you to write regularly because practice makes perfect. Developing a regular writing habit is going to really help sharpen those writing skills and it's going to help you foster your creativity as well and allow you to find your voice and writing style. I want you to study the craft, take courses, attend workshops, study the fundamentals of storytelling and plot development and character building and word building and pacing. Learn the technical aspects of writing because this is crucial for mastery. And I've got something coming up for you if you just stick around to help you do just this. I want to help you find your voice. Develop a unique voice that helps you distinguish your writing and creates authenticity and a distinctive style for you that's going to help you stand out and connect with your readers. And I want you to understand your audience because great authors understand their target readers. They write stories that resonate with their readers and address universal themes and emotion that captivate and engage their audience. Becoming a great author takes time and dedication and a willingness to learn and grow by honing your writing skills and seeking feedback and just staying ultimately committed to the craft. You can strive to reach the level of greatness. You may end up being one of these literary idols. And you know what? I can too. And recording this for you has been just the reminder that I needed of that. If you'd like to continue with this conversation, I hope that you would. I would absolutely love to know which authors have been really instrumental in your upbringing and which have left a really lasting impression on you. Well, that is it for this episode of Inspiration Calling. As we close this chapter, I hope you are leaving with fresh ideas, practical tips, and most importantly, a renewed sense of inspiration. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep writing, and remember that your story can start here.